Howdy folks, if you're still alive out there, then welcome back to the number one and the only radio broadcast in the apocalypse. Hello? Is, is, is this thing on? It's commonly accepted that humans can survive three minutes without oxygen, three weeks without food, and three days without water. It's been eight days since I've ran out of water. Now, I know what you're thinking, S, I thought it only took three days to die of dehydration, and in response to that, I say shut up. Also, I wouldn't exactly call the last couple of days living. But let's backtrack a little. The last broadcast ended with the last of my water going to Little Icarus, which I don't regret, by the way, and almost immediately after, I ended, and I searched the entire station top to bottom for any liquid. I didn't find shit. Also, it took forever and aggravated my knee, so basically it was a lose-lose situation. There's not a drop of water left in the water lines. Nothing in any of the fridges or bathrooms. Not even a spare water bottle that rolled under the couch. So, day one. The search for water that turned up nothing. Day two. Drank some bean juice. Ate some bean juice? Whatever. Didn't help was technically liquid, but it was so salty that it just made things worse. I set up a larger rain trap on the roof and also brought every receptacle I had up there. Every bowl and mug in the station. I guess you could say it's a little muggy out there. <coughs> By the end of day two, I had quite the headache. Day three, the cramps started. Deep, muscular cramps, worse than anything I felt while working out or running for my life. Hell, I could barely get up from the couch to check the rain trap. My mouth is dry. Like someone shoved it full of cotton balls. Even when I wasn't moving, my heart was pounding, pounding, pounding. Day four. I caught a rat. I lied in wait, put some beans in my hand, and then snapped its neck when I tried to get to him. I ate it raw. Surprisingly, not the grossest thing I've done in the apocalypse. Blood is liquid, though, and it gave me enough strength to jury-rig together an extension for the microphone and haul it up to the roof, which is where I am now. Lying on my back on the roof of the station, watching the gray sky and praying to any gods out there for rain. <sighs> rain, my last hope. I can't leave the station. My knee is still a massive problem, and that's not even considering the horde out front. And there's no watering in the building. So I wait. And I wait. At least I've got you for company, right buddy? I've been trying to teach Icarus to fly, so at least he'll be able to fly away from this cursed place if I don't make it. Come on buddy, just flap your wings. Come on, go from the table to the ground. It's easy. Fly. He's a slow learner. Or maybe I'm just a shit teacher on account of me not having any wings. Tomato potato. I slept most of day five. My muscles and joints were hurting too much for me to head back down to the living quarters, so I propped myself up in the stairwell and passed out there. Out of the sun, no need, no need to make dehydration worse. Not that it can get much worse. Day six and seven was spent in this state of painful delirium. A thirst like I've never felt racked my body. My very bones felt dry and sandpapery. The headache got worse and worse until... Until it stopped. And here we are. Day 8. It feels like my thirst is gone, my bones and muscles don't hurt. My headache is nearly non-existent. 
My throat and my mouth are still dry, but I feel... I feel calm. At peace. That's probably not a good thing. Probably a sign that I'm near the point of no return. But all I can do is wait here on this roof for rain. It's weird up here. The vibes are off. I spent a night in a graveyard once when I was a teenager. Before the apocalypse, I was just that kind of weird kid, but it feels like that. Eerie. Lonely. Just me, my feathered son, and an eternally gray sky. God, I can't remember the last time I saw a clear blue sky or a straight shot of the stars. Maybe Z-Day? The first time the apocalypse was really mentioned in the media? God, it was before the seven days of fire, at least. God, what a mess that week was. In the beginning, back when half the zombies were still runners and it felt like there was no way to win, no victory, a guy in Miami, I think he was a natural, uh, National Guardsman, lured away a horde from a group of survivors and into one of those massive supermarkets. The type with one good entrance and tons of shelves. He poured out every flammable liquid in there and once the bulk of the horde was in, set it off. One hell of a blaze that burnt the horde to ashes and him along with it. A news drone caught the whole thing, broadcasted to the nation. A sacrifice, but a victory. And one the military thought they could mimic. They made a plan and put it into effect on the 4th of July. One hell of a patriotic yeehaw. I think it was supposed to be a morale booster. A significant date. A show that we can win. We can cancel the apocalypse. Genius, if it worked. Spoiler alert, it didn't. If the fire worked for the guardsmen, they thought, then surely it would work for us. So on the 4th of July, they sent two squads of planes up the east and west coast and firebombed the worst of the white zones. New York, Miami, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Philly, Washington, Seattle. All the big cities that were practically teeming with the dead. An anthill waiting to be kicked over. All set on fire. Fire is an excellent weapon against the dead. If you can burn through their muscles and tendons, they can't move. And if it gets hot enough... Not even the nervous system survives. Here's the thing. The fire that destroyed that horde in Miami, all of it was in a confined space. The fire in the cities was not. Functionally, didn't do shit. With nothing to keep them on fire or in the fire, the dead just wandered out of it while the cities burned. For nearly a week, every major city lit the skies with flame. You could see it from miles and miles away, and the ash they let off turned the sky gray, a volcanic winter that still hasn't ended. I didn't think this was how I was going to go out, wasting away on some shitty roof. I guess I thought I'd die in some epic fight, a blaze of glory protecting my friends from a horde of zombies. Maybe another fight, like where I teamed up with that swordsman in Nebraska. Not... not this. Maybe... Maybe I should just step off the edge of the roof. It'd be quick, if I'm lucky. And if I'm not, I'll join the horde out in the street. Maybe bump shoulders with old Bob at the door. I, 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 do, I don't want to die. I don't... I don't, don't want to die. I've spent all this time fighting. And now I'm going to die on this fucking roof waiting for rain. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.
don't want you to die too, Icarus. Come on, please, you need to fly. Come on, please just fly. Please, come on, just... Just flap your wings and fly, man. Come on, please! I'm sorry. I didn't mean to push you. Your feathers are so soft. Beautiful. He's gone. Just me left. Me and this ugly gray sky. I wish... I wish I could see the stars one last time. Is... Is that? It's raining. It's raining! Ha! <laughs> uh, it's raining! We're saved. We're saved. Shit, the microphone is getting wet, and I need as much, save as much of this rain as possible. Alright, you, Icarus, drink up. Alright, folks, I'll catch you next broadcast. Just make sure you're still alive to hear it. I've got to focus on getting all this fucking water back together. Howdy folks, Speaker here. If you want access to bonus content such as extra episodes, behind the scene content, and exclusive Discord, you can join our patrons over at patreon.com slash podstillalive and supporting the podcast. It would mean a lot if you checked it out, and hey, while you're here, give this podcast a like or a follow on whatever platform you're listening to. I'll catch you on the flip side. Later. <laughs>